All right, praise God. Father, we ask that we receive revelation knowledge this evening. We ask that we see every confusion is dispelled as we study your word this evening. Revelation knowledge flows freely from hindered and uninterrupted. Everyone can see you this evening and understand your call in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Second Timothy three fifteen. Second Timothy three fifteen. <clears throat> it says. And as from a child, there is no new scriptures which are able to make thee wise in the salvation, truth is in Christ Jesus. And all scriptures is given by the inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect and totally furnished unto all good works. Before that, you see what is said in verse 14. <clears throat> it said, But continue thy on the things which thou hast learned. And as be assured of knowing of whom thou hast learnt them in our season. And from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Praise God. So and you see, and it says, when you see that word child there, it's from the Greek word breakfast, it means as from an infant or as from a growing child. A lot of people say it is some people, some group of people say, Oh, it's from when you receive salvation. Another group of people say it's from as you have grown up or something. But this is Timothy now. Timothy is born to a Christian family. Timothy is born with all oh, this history for us. His grandmother was Eunice. His mother, I think his grandmother was Louise. His mother was Eunice and all of those things. So Timothy was born into a Christian family and he understood those facts. So Paul was writing to Timothy. So that would mean as from a child, Timothy has known the scriptures. Does that make sense? So that's the best way to adjust those core thoughts to make them understand that, see, this is a letter written specifically to somebody, and that is Timothy now. And Timothy was, um, was a child who, was, who grew up in a Christian home. And you know, in a Christian home, there's always more devotions, there's always... Um, uh, I don't know why we never did that in my family. All the days wanted to start, I was the one who said no. When I was in child, I said, ah, me, I will be sleepy. I was like, hey, my mother don't want to be before. But I was like, hey, it's true, don't worry. <laughs> and that's how the thing died. I think it lasted for one day. We did it. My daddy just woke up one morning and said, if I just disturbing us, what are you disturbing me with all this prayer prayer? I bet you could look for a quiet time or go outside. To be doing it. <laughs> and that's how the thing died. <laughs> Praise God. How many of you grew up doing money devotions that you would not eh? Wow! Chris, ah! Chris, ah, I greet you. <laughs> I greet you. That is serious. Wow. I, I thought it was a general thing that nobody does it. Till when I got to school, someone would have the same. Um, early this morning, doing our morning devotion. Ah! And I asked her, and I said, yeah, in my morning devotion, in our family morning devotion. And I, I was now wondering, you little me that now family. What, what, what are you trying to do? <laughs> anyway, so Timothy grew up having those uh, thoughts. Timothy grew up having morning devotions, all of those things. But yet, Bible says, Paul was writing to him, says, he has known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make him wise unto salvation. And that word wise is from the Greek word sophizo, it means skillful unto salvation. 
And how the Holy Scriptures is the word that kills without faith. And you already know that in this sacred set of writings, we shall be able to make him wise unto salvation through faith, which is the Christ Jesus. And now says, and all scriptures is given by the inspiration of God. That word inspiration is the word God breath. That is, it was like, like a sniff, like God's breath. It's given by the inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctrine. So that shows when we read the scriptures, when you and I study the scriptures and understand the scriptures, it is profitable for doctrine. Doctrine is the Greek word daskalia. It means teaching, explanation. So it is profitable for teaching, for explanation, for reproof. Reproof for correction. The Panautos is restoring things to order. For instruction in righteousness. Instructions, familia. That is the way you school someone. The way you, you can see that in Ephesians 6 verse 4. I believe. Ephesians 6 verse 4. I just want to explain that part here a bit. Ephesians 6 verse 4. It says, And fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up. In the natural and admonition of the Lord. That's why they are bring them up in the natural and admonition of the Lord. So that shows, as a believer, we are we have the sole responsibility that when we handle the scriptures, we can see God's profitable, we can see God's teaching, we can see God's reproof, God's correction, God's instruction, and righteousness, and all of us who are perfect are thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Hallelujah. So we are seeing something this evening, and it stands from it stands from our instruction in righteousness. It stands from our instruction in righteousness that we would be corrected, we would be admonished, we would see the cost for ministry. And and this is called the cost of the cost, actually, the cost of the cost. And we we'll, want to see what it takes for all of us to to leave our hall and do the work of the ministry. We want to see that from the scriptures and, and learn from that. Praise God. Praise God. Are you ready for some study this, this evening or this afternoon? Praise God. All right. Look at Genesis 15, verse 7, verse 6, sorry. Let's start from Abraham now. Genesis 15, verse 6. Let's be fast in opening our scriptures. The Christians, be fast. Are you there? Genesis 15, verse 6. Are you there? And he believed the Lord, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And Abraham believed the Lord, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Abraham believed God's promise. Just the same way you and I as believed the gospel today, Abraham believed God's promise. Abraham believed in the gospel. Just the same way you and I seated here have responded to the call of the gospel. You know, responding to the call of the gospel means you have responded to the call of ministry. How many of you know that? Responding or being born again is an automatic call to the call of ministry. So just the same way in Genesis 15, 6, Bible says, And Abraham believed the gospel, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. That is the same way you and I have believed the gospel. Praise God. Praise God. So he became a prophet... In the same message, Abraham believed the gospel, became a prophet in the same message. Look at Genesis 20, verse 7. I expect you are there now. Genesis 20, verse 7. Are you there? It says, And therefore, restore the man, his wife, for he is a prophet. <clears throat> and he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live, 
and thou shalt restore our lords, know thou that thou shalt surely die, thou and all of that are thine. So, Abraham was a prophet. A prophet means God's spokesperson, God's messenger. Or let me just help you out. Let's, let's look at our other property. The word prophet is from the Hebrew word Nabi, N A B I, N A B I, N A B I, Nabi. It means spokesperson, someone who speaks on behalf of another. Spokesperson, someone who speaks on behalf of another. So Abraham was God's spokesperson, someone who is speaking on behalf of another. Abraham was speaking on behalf of something. Abraham was a teacher, Abraham was a prophet. Abraham was a spokesperson from God. And how was he a spokesperson? He was a spokesperson for, about, of God about the salvation. The salvation. You know, there are certain things that I've seen as, as I study much more and learn much more. There are certain ways in which Moses wrote that is very peculiar. Moses tried to pick certain details to give us. You know, Abraham would be the only person in history who might have literally believed the gospel. But Abraham, Moses decided to pick Abraham out to show us something. To show us God's salvation. Just the same way he used Adam, he used Eve, he used all of those narratives to show us certain things about God's salvation. That was what Abraham did. Abraham used and showed us God's, uh, sorry, I mean Moses showed us Abraham as Someone who has believed the gospel, someone who has responded to the call of ministry, someone who is now a teacher, who is the prophet, who is a spokesperson. Abraham did. Abraham is now somebody like that. Not this one. <laughs> so, it was God's spokesperson about God's promise in all the earth. And I don't believe the message of God's salvation in all the earth. Abraham responded to the call of ministry. Abraham responded to the call of ministry. And what's the call of ministry? To preach the message in all the earth, to preach and all of those things. And he and his household believed the gospel. Look at Genesis 18, verse 18 to 19. Genesis 18, 18 to 19. It says, are you there? It says, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a greater mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him, and he would command his children, and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord, to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he had spoken. So, even Isaac, his household, believed the message. What a soul winner. So, Abraham decided to Abraham believed, right? And Abraham passed the message to his children, his family, his wife, everyone that was with him, his whole of his household. So Isaac also believed the same message. So that was how the message was spread. Isaac believed the same message. And God's promise and God's responsibility on it was for us to preach. And look at Genesis 12. Genesis 12. Genesis 12, verse 2 to 3. Genesis 12, verse 2 to 3. Genesis 12, verse 2 to 3. And I'll make thee a great nation, and I'll bless thee, and I'll make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I'll bless them that bless thee, and I'll curse him that curses thee, 
and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So, Abraham was blessed, and his household too was blessed. Now, look at Genesis 28. Let's see something there. Genesis 28. Genesis 28. Let's have a long read. Let's, let's read everything in Genesis 28. Let's read from Genesis 28, 1 to 14. Are you ready? Let's have a long read. Are you ready? It says, And Isaac called Jacob, and blessed him, and charged him, and said unto him, Thou, art not, thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan, and rise and go to Padarama, and the house of Bethnoe, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from things of the, of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother, and God, and God Almighty bless thee, and make thee fruitful, and multiply thee, and thou mayest be a multitude of people, and give thee blessing of Abraham, and to thy seed with thee, that thou mayest inherit the land, wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. Are you seeing the certain details? Are you following the, are you paying attention to the details? Look at verse 5. And Isaac sent away Jacob, and went to Padorama, and unto Laban, son of Bethnuel, and Syria, and the mother of Rebekah, and Jacob, and Esau's mother. And when Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob, and sent him away to Padorama, and taking take him a, a wife from things, and as he has blessed him, and gave him a child, saying, Thou shalt not, thou shalt not take a wife of the daughter of Canaan. And Jacob obeyed his father and his mother. <clears throat> I was gone to Padarama, and Esau, seeing that the daughters of Canaan pleased not Isaac, his father, then went Esau and Ishmael and took unto the wives which he has, which he had, Metiah, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son. Hmm. Abraham, is that you? The sister of... Uh, no, that, this name cannot be Abraham's sister. <laughs> and Jacob went out uh, from Bethsheba and went towards Aaron and alighted upon a sudden place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of the place and put them for his pillow and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, the ladder set forth on the earth, to the top reached heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord of Abraham, thy father, the God of Isaac, and the land whereupon thou lies, I will give thee and thy seed. Now, when you see those little, little details there, they are vital details the lands the seed those are details as touching the salvation facts he now says you look at in verse 14 and the seed shall be the dust of the head and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south and in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed so isaac believed the promise that was spoken to abraham and he preached the same message. So, that will show the way the message was passed across. Are you seeing certain details now? Abraham believed the message. He gave it to Isaac. Isaac gave it down. So that's why you see those stamps, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That means the God of us that fulfilled the promise. The promise of salvation. A lot of people say, ah, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that answers prayer. No. 
This is the God that fulfills his promise of salvation. Is that making sense to you? Praise God. I'll see who's it. Ah! God of Abraham! Isaac and Jacob is the God that fulfills the promise of salvation. And it was passed down that way. So, that was their consecration in the ministry. That was Abraham's way of sharing the gospel. He shared it with his immediate surroundings. And that's something for us to learn. Abraham didn't go too far. Abraham started with his immediate surroundings to share the gospel. Some of you, you have a brother, you have a sister, share with them. You have a roommate, you have a friend, you have this, share with them. That is how Abraham started the gospel. That's how Abraham started preaching. And his son believed the same thing. Isaac believed the same thing. He passed it to Jacob. He, Jacob believed the same thing. So, let's examine. Let's, let's quickly see a little bit of Abraham. Look at Genesis 12 verse 1. Let's go back there. We were there earlier. Or we we're too forward. So now let's backtrack. Now look at Genesis 12 verse 1. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country. Don't forget we are studying the cost of the cost. Get thee out of the country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land I will show thee. <laughs> Just imagine God playing and saying, Bro, who is it? Ah, oh, it's true. Which This one. Oh, let's use your one. <laughs> Leave Maryland. And go to the city I will show you. You will like, Lord, what city? Abraham didn't bother. Abraham just carried his back. I started going. <laughs> that's, that, that's some diehard follower of God. I don't think any of you here can do that thing. You say, ah, you best, you best think of my job, my school. Ah, I'm all married. <laughs> you must think of all of those conditions. But Abraham didn't do that. The Lord just said, get, look at it. He says, and the Lord said unto him, Abraham, get thee out of thy country, from thy kindred, leave your family, and thy father's house, unto the land I will show thee. Lord, what land? And the Lord told him, he said, I will make thee Great nation, I'll bless thee, I'll make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. You know, even if the Lord told you, you will still not believe. You say, still show me first. Show me. Sin is believing. <laughs> so there are certain key narratives there that we need to understand. There are certain key narratives of those promises. Abraham and those his service to God and everything. You see, one key detail was get thee out of thy country. Leave your location. And from thy kindred, leave that place. Your friends, your, your comfort zone. And from thy father's house, unto the land I will show thee. Those are certain key details. And, <laughs> those, and see, don't see it as figurative. Or don't say, ah, it's the Old Testament. It's very figurative. Maybe there are certain details we are not understanding there. No. <laughs> Look at verse 4. And Abraham departed as the Lord has spoken to him. Wow. 
Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lot went with him. And Abraham was 75 years old and he departed out of Haran. Or Abraham, sorry. And Abraham took Sarah his wife and Lot his brother's son and all their sultans and all that they have gathered and the souls they have gotten in Haran. That's very detailed. That, I don't think we have paid attention to that word, right? The souls they have gotten in Iran. And they went forth to go to the land of Canaan. Unto the land of Canaan they came. And Abraham passed through the land into the place of Shechem and into the plain of Moreh. And the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, Unto thy seed will I will give this land. And there he builded an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. That's, you know, that's, that alone is relocation. They carried every of their sufferings and left their location. They carried all of themselves and left their place. They carried all of that and left. That was a cost for the ministry. Relocation. He left all. He left with all he had. He left with everything he had. And he left. And he became a missionary. So we can safely say one of the first missionaries in the Bible is Abraham. One of the first people to start walking around. Because the Bible says he carried his souls. You saw that, right? He took his souls. That means probably his disciples. He took them. Where let's go and start the work of ministry somewhere. Let's go and plant a church. You know, they kept going till the Lord appeared and said, This is the land I will give thee. How? <laughs> you know, I believe if we can have some, some that hard commitment like this guy, I can't say I have it too much. So, no, I'm just preaching. <laughs> no, 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 no. Those, I'm, not just, I'm not just doing that. I mean, there's certain commitment we made and all of those. But they seem what to be bigger. So that's why, that's why I use that phrase. Now, the truth of the matter is this. He left with all that he had. He became a missionary. So joining in the tent, he was comfortable in his father's house. Comfortable with his friends, his location. Wherever, he, where, where he was, he was very comfortable. Now, he now became somebody who is now sleeping in the wilderness. In things. That wasn't what it used to be like. So that would mean the cost for ministry isn't about comfort. He left with all that he had. And all of that implied that he gave the message of God's salvation in priority. That's what he implied. It means the cost or the work of the ministry was of much priority to him. So, he took his wife, he took his children, he took everything. Everything. So that means the message was of a priority to him. Big priority. You know, even his children did the same. Isaac and Jacob did the same. Because they saw their father do something. And they do. You know, your disciples are watching you. As you start raising, sorry to, this is not part of my sermon, but let me just say, as you start raising men, right, 
You have to live an exemplary Christian life. I thought the message, probably you should get that. Be that example. You have to live an exemplary Christian life. Because people will start watching you. People will start, ah, you know, he, he was reaching out, he, he asked certain people he was reaching out to, and in those places they, they don't believe the gospel and all of those things. He was not asking, he said, should I take notes? I said, what? He said, my disciples are looking at me there. I said, yeah, you have to take notes. Because if you don't take notes, how will you teach taking notes? <laughs> Praise God. So you become an example. Look at, look at his children. Look at Genesis 26. Genesis 26, verse 17 to 18. Genesis 26, verse 17 to 18. Look at it. And Isaac departed things and pitched his tent in the galley of Gerar and dwelt there. Isaac too did the same. Isaac too sojourned. The prophet and pitched his things at Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac dig again the wells of water which they had dig in the days of their father. That means they saw their father do something and they said, oh, we too we can. He says, they dig in the days of their father for the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham, and he has called their names, and after the names by which the father had called them. So Isaac did the same. Look at verse 24 and 5 of that same place. And the Lord appeared to him in the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham thy father. Fear not, for I am with thee, I will bless thee. Multiply thy seek for my, for my servant Abraham's seek. And he built an altar there, and called upon the name of the Lord, and pitched his tent there, and Isaac's servant dug away. Does this seem like a semblance of what we just read? Does this seem like a semblance of what we just read about Abraham's story? See, so the same pattern. Same. Look at Genesis 33. Genesis 33 verse 18. Genesis 33 verse 18. This is Saul now. We've seen Abraham, right? We've seen, we have seen Isaac. Now let's see his son, Jacob. And Jacob came to Shechem, a city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan. Are you there? Genesis 33, verse 18. I'll wait for you. Genesis 33, verse 18. You should be fast. You should learn to open, but you are a minister of the gospel. Fast, fast, open. All right. Genesis 33, verse 18. And Jacob came to Shalem, a city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan. And he came from Perdram and pitched his tent before his city. The same pattern. He pitched his tent there, and he bought a parcel of field and spread it in the tent. And the land of the children of Ammon, Shechem's father, and hundred pieces of uh, or two, or, or, of money. And he erected there an altar called Hell. What is Hell thing? I don't know. Hell Oil. Okay. Hell Oil Israel. All right. <laughs> so he called that. That name. <laughs> Same pattern. So that means that there is a cost to ministry. There is a cost. There is a cost. There is a cost. It will require you to do something. And it's it will be expressed by you placing priority. How much we, we started commitment earlier on. How much do you place priority on the gospel? How much do you place priority on the message? How much do you place priority on what you are doing? 
How much do you place priority on preaching the gospel? How much do you place priority on that? How much? It will be expressed by that. By how much you put your priority. Now, let's see Jesus' example. We've seen Abraham, right? We've seen Abraham. We've seen Isaac. We've seen Jacob, right? Why? If I'm communicating, let me see your hands, right? All right. Praise God. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see Jesus in the four Gospels. Matthew 8. Are you there? Matthew 8. Uh, you are there, right? <laughs> Matthew 8, verse 18 to 23. Matthew 8, verse 18 to 23. And when Jesus saw a great multitude about him, he, command, he gave commandment to depart onto the other side. And certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whatsoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, the foxes have holes, the beds of the hare have nests, but the Son of Man had nowhere to lay his head. So that would mean Jesus was a missionary Christian. Right? That shows, <laughs> he says, I will follow thee wherever thou goest. He says, see you, where I'm going, we don't even have a house. We are just moving. Anywhere, <laughs> anywhere the wind moves us, that's where we sleep. <laughs> that's the mean. So we are on an assignment. You and I are on an assignment. Look at Luke 9. Luke 9. Luke 9 verse 58 to 62. Are you there? Luke 9 verse 58 to 62. Are you there? Sure. All right. Luke 9 verse 58 to 62. And Jesus said unto him, Foxes are holes, the best of the ears have nets, but the Son of Man had nowhere to lay his head. And he said unto another, Follow me. And he said, Lord, suffer me first. I think we shared about this last night, right? He says, suffer me first to go bury my father. And Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the gospel. And the last said, Lord, have we followed thee, but let me first go be there for which I have found him at my house. And Jesus said unto him, no man, having put his hand to a plow, looking back, is fit for the kingdom. So, Jesus was also a missionary man. He was. He placed priority in service above every other thing. He, pl he placed his priority on service above every other thing. Because there is a cost to discipleship. There is a cost to ministry. There is a cost to those things. Look at Mark 10, verse 28 to 30. 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 Are you there? Yeah. And, when, and Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all. I like that statement. You know, Peter was like, Ah, guy, what are you saying? We have left all. He says, We have left all. And have followed thee. That's something. We've left all and we have followed thee. Abraham, are you seeing this? He says, We have left all and we have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto thee, There is no one that has left house or brethren. Are you seeing? 
where they got this from, the Old Testament, right? And you see that the, Jesus is quoting and taking his plea from the Old Testament now. So because Jesus never spoke anything of himself, he spoke according to the scriptures. So where do you think he got this from? Abraham, right? Uh, we, we, we saw that, right? Now look at this. And Jesus said, very clearly, there is no man that has left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or land for my sake and the gospels. So, whose claim is he bringing for us now? Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? They were the ones that led. And don't forget, they look at verse 30. And he, had, and he shall receive an hundredfold now in these times houses, brethren, sisters, mothers, children, and lands with persecution. <laughs> Jesus told him with persecution. So don't think it's going to be easy. Is <laughs> it with persecution? And the world to come in famine. But many that are first shall be last. So, don't forget, who received, we saw someone who received much hundredfold, Isaac, Jacob, right? Now, so, those narratives were the one he was bringing. And explaining to his disciples, Peter said, we are, <laughs> there's no way we are going, no. we have left all, we dropped our fishing to follow you. Just imagine, history added to say that Peter was one, was those guys that Jesus met on those boats, they were outstanding fishermen. Fishermen and fishing was a good business. It's not like now. Fishing was actually a good lucrative business. So Jesus did not just pick any random people. It was a good business. They were making money and all of those things. I mean, I say, that is why Peter used that statement. We have left all to follow you. So that means <laughs> we dropped our business. You know, the Bible says Peter mothers in. So that would mean Peter was married. So probably maybe Peter even. <laughs> Was not committed to his family again. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> so, that is the cost. There's a cost. Peter pointed out the disciples had led all to follow Jesus. So, that means circumstances could arise that will require you, seated here, to leave the place you are to somewhere else. There's something I want you to know. When the Spirit of God leads you, it leads you right. There is no mistake about that. There is always a cost to the cause. There are circumstances that will happen that will require the minister of the gospel to leave their place. You will leave your place of abode, leave your kindred, leave your family, leave the lands which you preach. Leave your land to go and preach somewhere else. Leave your jobs. Pick up jobs that are not even in your academic degree. Just for the cost of the gospel. Then you'll be wondering, Lord, I studied. I did my PhD. What am I doing with this job? Sorry. The only thing I can say is sorry. <laughs> the Lord will reward you. <laughs> They left their family. So there are circumstances that could warrant that. Jesus was saying that these ministers would suffer persecution. So don't think it's going to be easy. You will suffer persecution alongside. So you will go to a city and you say, ah, God called me to this place. And yet all this problem is happening. And they go back. God did not call me. He called you. Stay there. Wherever you are right now, it's God's assignment for you. Except the Lord is leading you to stay or to leave where you are. 
Wherever you are right now is God's assignment for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying this afternoon? So, he used the thumb in that place hundredfold. Hundredfold implies a full return. Hundredfold implies a complete or full return. A complete or full return. He used that same thing in the parable of the sower in Matthew 13, verse 8. Let's see that. Matthew 13, verse 8. Are you there? Matthew 13, verse 8. Are you there? It says, But other fell onto the good ground, brought forth fruits, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. He used that same word there. So he was referring to what was sown on a good ground, bringing forth fruit. That is, um, uh, uh, bringing forth fruit with patience. Let's quickly see Luke 8, verse 5. Let's see Luke 8, verse 5. Are you there? It says, I saw I went out to sow seed, and he sowed, and some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the earth devoured it. The fowls of the earth devoured it. And um, so, yeah, so it was, it was used in response to all that left all and followed him. So that would mean they will reap it much with patience. So that is, you will get. You will get so saved. You will get men filled with the Holy Ghost. You will get things working. That's the hundredfold. So it was it was used in response to those things, and all that all the people that left all to follow him, they placed their priority on following him. You know, you and I should have priorities. We should have our priorities on following Jesus. We should. We should. Because in those following Jesus, there will be persecution. But however, we will have infernal reward in the life to come. Many of us won't want to wait for the internal reward. We like to see the reward now. <laughs> we want to be seen in now. Lord, the ministry is moving. Money. Money has come. We want it now. No. Look at Luke 14, verse 26 to 30. There's a cost to discipleship too. Luke 14, verse 26 to 30. Somebody getting something this evening. Are you there? All right. Luke 14, verse 26 to 30. It says, If any man come to me, and it not his father, I feel like Jesus was too mean. Right? I mean, if you see that, there are, certain, there are certain ways you see Jesus was very caring, soft, but there are certain times he was, he looked so mean. Look at it. If any man comes to me and eats not his father and mother and his wife and his and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Ah, oh, man of God, why is this, why is this that tough to follow you? <laughs> I don't even get it. Say, so if you cannot eat, uh, now, nah, get to my guy and say, Mommy, I hate you. Daddy, I hate you. Look at yourself. I hate you. I need to follow Jesus. <laughs> I did not.
not teach you that. <laughs> because me, I will deny you. <laughs> so, whoever does not bear his cross, says, and whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower seated not down first and counted the cost? Count. That means you have to count the cost. Certain things will drop. You have to. You have to count the cost. Certain things will drop. Whether it be sufficient to finish it, certain things will drop. Like I told you last night or this morning. Don't fake things. Don't, don't go after opportunities. Oh, this dog will be this dog will be your head. Don't, don't do that. All because of money. You have to sit down and count your cost. Is this what will benefit me in eternity? You have to. Don't just jump at every opportunity. Don't. Let me share you a story. I remember some years back, I used to be very involved in the United Nations. So much because, I mean, I'm not a science student. I, you know, once you're not studying nursing and all of those things, it's as though you don't have life in America. You'll be looking for connection, <laughs> connection and opportunity. If you're not studying nursing, doctor, eh, IT, eh, um, finance, all those, all those jobs like that, <laughs> just know that your life, you need connection. <laughs> so I got an opportunity with the United Nations some years back. And it was very enticing with traveling, going for conferences, meeting people, getting a lot of contacts. I now even got so involved with politics. I met the vice president. You know, very cool stuff. Good stuff were happening. That was a couple of, three to four years back. Cool stuff, like... Everything was going well. I was meeting senators. I met this senator, I think, Todd Brown. I don't know if you've heard it. Something like, I met those senators like that. We've collected contact. They said, just you work with us. Once you work with us, we'll send you to DC. I was like, oh, no, wow, God. <laughs> money has come for me. <laughs> no, I, that's, you know, when you, when you start meeting those, like, the first thing you're thinking is money, how you make the money. So I, I, so I met somebody that works with him. That person that works with him is now my, he was my friend. So the person said, ah, you just intern, just intern. They will not pay you, but see, the opportunity you will get with just the intern for just one month, the connection, the people that will be coming to the office, the course you'll be receiving, and you just slide in your way. I said, ha, ah, perfect, put my name there. We got, I was looking for another connection like that. We got one, you'll be working with the government like that, state's house with the governor and all of those things. Cool, amazing stuff. But I found out that. Those times of those meetings were church times. Ha! So, for some reason, I started skipping church service. Ha! No, or I was coming late. Let's say such as 7 to 8.30. I was getting to church 8 o'clock. Ha! I started looking at it. You know, except you're not born again. I'm not joking. Except you're not born again. You will feel it. You know that something is wrong somewhere. Then now. They started with Wednesday. See how the devil works. They started with Wednesday. Friday, prayer meeting. Another thing that came up. You know, we need to be preparing ourselves to train ourselves on how we'll be attending, on how we'll be, on how we'll be going about those meetings, on how we'll be, 
But I will be handling conference. I will speak with the GA, the plenary session. I don't even know much about the United Nations. The plenary sections, you know how to handle issues, crises happening in countries. I say, ha, this is, this is my life. I like this thing. I like, love it. Ha! Politics, I love it. I said, cool stuff. Then I said, so our meeting days are Friday, 7 to 8.30. Ha! Why, why did you not choose? I don't, I, I, I asked the guy. He said, there is no other panic. Saturday is there. Sunday night, at least, is there. Why Friday? He said, well, I just think that you think, did you consult? I don't mean, ah. That's the You know what he's saying? I said, did you consult? Everybody, before you pick the letter, everybody is at least with the time. Say, don't you agree? You're not putting wrong, so just for useless people like that. <laughs> Did you agree with that? Say, yeah. Did you agree with that? Say, yeah. Say, ah. I said, I'm finished. <laughs> I looked at my life. Those are the times you were watching. Money, United Nations, politics, government, Washington, D.C., White House. Do we not plan a trip to White House? Like, we'll have some meeting. Hey, I said, yeah. I said, I'm going this one. <laughs> I said, see, we'll, ministry will come back. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> so, there was a time we went to Chicago. We had uh, this uh, AMU in America, um, American Model United Nations and all of those things. We had meetings, amazing stuff, cool stuff. Met wonderful personalities. Had several contacts, people that will give you instant job. You don't need to finish school, safe. They will just, uh, what's, what's your resume? You, you're so good at these things. They just give you connection. Ha! Me have already planned the suit I wore, the way I get out the suit. <laughs> I have already planned that. Ah! The way I will send myself here. They will never say anything. I will say, Aisa. Aisa. The meeting was like in this kind of room. So everybody had a table. I was representing, I think. I think Saudi Arabia or something. So I had to study much about Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Any little thing, general. I don't think it's true. I, I don't know. I don't know anything. But I was just trying to say myself. I said, I, I really don't think I agree with those things. Why do you say that? I just don't know. They just, <laughs> just say, way is not looking right. <laughs> because you have to say yourself. <laughs> so they will look at you and say, mm, you have a point. After one day, nobody noticed me. Ha! The next day, you know, as a ministry man, you have to pray in tongues. Lord, favor me. Shamanagada. As I move today, I commit my speech. I speak not with the entire words of man wisdom, <laughs> but with the demonstration of the spirit of power. <laughs> I, started, I started looking for those things. I was feeling cool. The next day, morning session, afternoon session, evening session. The only person that noticed me was like, will you come to nightclub? Ha! <laughs> that was the only thing the person noticed. We have a night party that we are doing in the business. Will you come? Hey, I said, is this why I came? <laughs> did like, Michelle finish the meeting. Good meeting. Amazing stuff. Cool stuff. Nothing. Ha! I went back to church. Now, skipped the whole weekend. Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> I said to her, no again. You know, there are certain people you have to teach, you know. And I was teaching somebody who said, just listen to this, you know, there's a way you can go in the music, listen to this message. 
He tweet, call out for you guys. This is I've taught you this guy. Just just listening, you guys pray together all those days. Said, cool. Ha! You know, there's a I just sat down. I said, does how will this thing? I mean, you, every one of you will reach that decision. So, especially with this kind of opportunities, tough, this, especially with the country we are in and the, the society we are in, there are certain things you have to think about. Now, I had a friend. We are both we are both pursuing the United Nations together. All of those things. She, she, she did. She, she had. She too had now got some amazing opportunities. I actually pushed her into it. So because we were studying the same course and everything, we were both looking for opportunities and all. So, she too now got more amazing stuff. She met a friend that was working in the United Nations. So, ah, I said, wow, me, I'm not going to push me into this thing now. I said, yeah, <laughs> do you still want to join? I looked at the light. Because I now sat down and I said, I told myself, what am I going to do with this? I know there's going to be cool money, you're going to make thousands of dollars, you're going to make a lot. I mean, imagine you have already met with the vice president, you've gotten some senator's number. It's just a matter of, just give me info. And the info is not going to be in Indiana. And I know I'm not to leave Indiana now. The intern is come to Washington. They will give you connections. I have certain friends that did those same things. And you know, some, one, some of the, one, one of them that is doing his PhD in Colombia, I think they, they paid full. Columbia University, New York paid, I, I think they paid full for him. Now, I sat down and I thought about those things. I said, would this really matter at the end? And I dropped it. The day I dropped it, I wasn't happy. Oh, don't think you are serving God. No. In fact, the day I dropped it, because see, the day I dropped it, the Wednesday I dropped it, eh, was the day no one came to church. I'm not joking. I preached to one person. Imagine you stand on the pulpit. You are waiting for people. You are not wondering, ah, I, I, could have, I could have just stayed this way as day. I permitted this way. So you, I came to church. Let up paper. Nobody came. Ha! I was, you know, that's the times you now be thinking. Abi, did I make a wrong mistake? Did I make a mistake? The way I drove and spared, because that day, I, I, I actually went to the meeting. I saw it, I said, you know, there's a way you will be feeling uncomfortable. Like, this is not for you. I just stood, I took my bag, ran. I think I got to church 7, 7, 0, 7 5 that day. Opened the church, sat down, and I was waiting. Nobody came for a while. Ha, you know, those are the times you're now thinking, Abi, I should quickly go back. <laughs> One person came. Ah! It was painful. But imagine you have dropped your commitment. You know, those are the times you, you look at your message and say, they will die today. <laughs> the way I will preach today. This message will die here. Gospel forever. <laughs> Just imagine you want to do gospel forever to one person. And the person is funny himself. <laughs> she was actually funny and I said like, oh, wow. <laughs> I funny and I said like, wow, glory to God. As I said, it's a glory. <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, glory. <laughs> I, I'm, I was like, wow. <laughs> I remember that message. I won't forget that message. It's one of my best messages. I, I thought it as, uh, what are you doing with the gospel? That's what I, you know. <laughs> I, I, the, 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 the thing I was to teach did not lie with what you are doing. But there's a way you can make a message fitting because of your condition. 
<laughs> so I made the message fitting with you. I said, I started preaching her. What are you doing with the gospel? She was like, go away. <laughs> you cannot imagine my pain. <laughs> you can't imagine my pain. I'm not joking. You can't imagine my pain. I was like, you know, this, this gospel, this is that. Ha, said glory. Oh, hallelujah. Ha. I shall know that. I preached for my intestine. She, she, she looked at me at some point as I was preaching. That. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> What's going on with this guy? I'm not seeing such a way like She now came to me after and said, What a powerful word. I said, It has to be powerful. It has to. <laughs> if it's not powerful, what else? <laughs> Something that I just dropped my life commitment on. So, you don't have to count the cost. Is it painful? Ah, it's still painful. <laughs> Just imagine you are seeing Snapchat and you are looking at the guy in Colombia. <laughs> you are seeing your friends walking with walking in white town. Ha, you're not watching. Are this supposed to be me? Is it painful? Obviously. Ah. <laughs> it's painful. But just imagine I'm taking those opportunities. Do you know you won't be here today? None of you will be in Indiana today. Or some of you won't have received the call to the gospel. Because many of you seated here, I met you after those times. It's like some of you that have discipled, I mean. I met you all immediately after those times. <laughs> it's, there's a cost to it. Is it painful? Ha! <laughs> it is. You just imagine your friends that are not calling you. How far? You were the one pushing us to meet him. Let's go. Let's go. I said, I have church. Guy, church. Church will wait for you. You know, I have church. You know, there's a way you will say it's going. It will not be sweet to your life. I have church. There's a way they are going to cry. I have church. I have church. <laughs> but is the road, is the road looking cool? No! Because of the church says that you stay committed to, probably it's not even okay for your life. <laughs> of the ministry is not always going to be easy. It is not. It's not. It's not. So, everyone, look at it in that verse 28, Luke 14. So it, says, it says, For which of you, in feigning to build a tower, seated not down and counted the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? You have to count the cost. You have to. They left all. Jesus told the disciples, said, we've left all to follow you. You have to. Well, you know, many of us still hold many things in, in so much esteem. So much esteem that we can't drop them. Jesus said in verse 36, if any man come to me and eat not his father and mother and his wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, his own life, he cannot be my disciple. That word eight there, eight not, it's, it's, it, means, it means that it's referenced as preference. It's not saying eight them as you must eat them, eat them. No, no, no. It just means you must prefer Jesus more than the cost of the ministry, more than 
sentimental attachment more than your friends, your family, your brothers, your sisters, you must prefer those things more than that. Look at Matthew 10. <clears throat> this blessing someone this afternoon. Matthew 10, verse 37 to 38. Matthew 10, verse 37 to 38. He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. You know, sometimes it looks as if Jesus is so mean. He's not worthy of me. He that loveth son, daughter, more than me is not worthy of me. You know, I, I, I met a guy last year, during our meeting around this time last year, I found out a guy who left the call to ministry because of family. He said, you know, the guy said, you know, I, I just needed to stay with my wife and my children. I need to focus. I will get back later. Ha. Later. Do you know that if you take a break, you can't go back? Hope you Don't try it. Don't imagine to take a break. Home. That was why I knew this, this statement of taking a break was what was on my head. That was one of the reasons I dropped the commitment. I knew that if I say, let me quickly go to Washington and spend one month, my life is on fire. My life is about to, you know what they say, fire extinguisher. It's to extinguish. Don't imagine, ah, let me quickly take a break. Ah, she be, I will come back. She be his minister. Ah, we die. She, ah, she be his preacher. Ah, don't do that. Don't do. He says, he that loveth his father, mother, more than me, is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son, daughter, more than me, is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me, is not worthy of me. Ah, look at Jesus, very stern. He that findeth his life shall lose it. He that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. You have to lose your life for his sake. So, Matthew made us to understand that that word eat just means you prefer more than. He's not saying you should go and eat. I did not teach you to go and eat somebody. If you quote me, I will misquote you. <laughs> I don't teach you to go and eat someone and all of those things. It means you love more than. You love more than. It just means preference. You prefer this more than this. So, Jesus' disciples, one thing about Jesus' disciples was that they didn't leave their families literally. They just placed much priority in following Jesus. They placed much priority in following Jesus. You see, Abraham went to his family, his wife, his children, just for the sake of the ministry. Do you get that? It just means they place more priority for the sake of ministry. I'm not saying abandon your family, don't call them again. No. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. It just means place more priority. <clears throat> Put it in much relevance. Look at Luke 14. I think we've read that. Luke 14, verse 18. Luke 14, 28 to 13. Luke 14. Luke 14, 28 to 13. We've read that, right? It says, For which of you intending to build the tower, sitteth not down first, and counting the cost, whether he 
has sufficient to finish it. Less happily, after he had laid the foundation and not is not able to finish it, she began to mock him, saying, The man began to build and was not able to finish. The one to build would first sit down and count the cost. It's just like when you're about to build an edifice like this, you'll sit down, you'll count the cost. What's it going to cost me? I want you in this meeting before you leave for your, for your state, for everywhere, count your cost. What is it going to cost you in ministry? What is it going to cost you? What are you going to forsake? What are you going to drop? <clears throat> what are you going to put much priority over? What are you going to? You have to sit down and count the cost. Sit down and count the cost so that you won't be those type of people who is not able to finish up. That someone will say, ah, brother, why well, you are still found wanting? You are still not doing this work. You have to count your cost. Sit down and count it. It's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something. So that you don't get being mocked by people. So Luke, the Luke 14 narrative was concerning the cost of following him. You have to have a cost in following him. You have to have a cost. And that cost can obviously be related to you preferring him, following him, preferring him. You prefer the cost of ministry. You prefer Jesus to your personal relationship. You prefer Jesus. You prefer the, co- you, the, the choice for ministry over certain things. There are certain friends I dropped in this state. Many of times I'm mostly alone in this place because the first people who I first met when I came did not want to serve God. And I tried bringing them to ministry. I dropped them. Many of times I'm alone in my room. Or I go to a buffet. Alone, just imagine you. That's I mean, I've done that before. I do it a lot. You just go to it before you go and sit down, eat, and study. As you are, you know, there's a way you study and you'll be hungry. So I will stay there from morning to evening. They'll be coming to clean my table and say, Ah, you said it's okay. Yeah, I paid $14. I must finish this money. <laughs> I must finish this money. So I will stay there from morning to evening, eat breakfast, lunch, dinner. I will just sit here, put my earpiece. I will sit where I can plug my phone, charge. Yeah, taking the people will come. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> you good? I'm good. I, please, I'm eating. <laughs> the way to leave a buffet is when they chase you out. I mean, when you leave out, is when you leave and you come back, you pay again. Me, I will go. I will carry my Bible, my daughter, everything. <laughs> I will go there and sit there. It's the cost. <laughs> <laughs> you have to place priorities over this thing. So upon his resurrection, upon Jesus' resurrection, his disciples continued in that same example, following and counting the cost. His disciples continued in that same example. You look at the book of Acts, <clears throat> it has several narratives of how they left their hall for the cost of the gospel. The book of Acts, several narratives of how they left their course for the gospel. Because consecration for believers must follow after once you believe the gospel. Consecration for believers must follow after. You see Peter and John in Acts 4. Are you there? Acts 4, verse 17 to 21. Are you there? Acts 4, verse 17 to 21. But as you spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them that they speak ends and forth 
to no man in the name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge you. But we cannot but speak. That's a commitment. Peter that was timid before, Peter is now saying, We cannot but speak the things which we have heard and seen. That's a commitment. Peter, say, <laughs> Peter that betrayed or denied that time. Was that the one saying, we cannot, we can't stop. No, not, you, you, you stop our voice here, we'll go here and go and say it again. We cannot but speak. That's a commitment. They gave, because, you know, what happened to them for the persecution? What, what, what caused that persecution was that healing in Act 3. Peter and John. That's what caused the persecution and the threatenings and everything. What does they say? We know, but we cannot stop. We can't. Is that your own cause too? Nothing should stop me. I can't back down. I can't drop the ball. I used to say it very publicly and very boldly. Me, I can't backslide. This thing I'm doing, you will still see me doing it 50 years to come. I can't. We are set on a course that we must follow. We've dropped all to follow Jesus. <laughs> Family, everything, we've dropped till to follow. You must have a course. You must. You must. You must. Paul and Barnabas, look at it, uh, Act 18. Act 18. 25 to 27. Act 18, 25 to 27. This man was instructed in the will of the Lord and being fervent in spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. And he began to... Are you there? And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the will of the Lord perfectly. And when he was disposed to pass into Archia, the Bridgian wrote him, exhorted disciples to receive him, who when he was come, helped them through much, believe verse 28 and he mightily convinced the jews publicly showing them the scriptures look at that 15 that's no i don't think that's where i wanted to read it should be hard 15 i think i'm sorry i don't think that's where i want to read uh yeah it should be at 15 i think uh let's see verse 25 to 27 it seemed good to us, being assembled in one accord, to send yeah, Paul and Barnabas, and sent chosen men unto you, with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, at 15. Men that have asserted their lives for the name of the Lord Jesus. See, so look at it. <laughs> look at the commitment. They've asserted their lives for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent therefore Judas and Silas, who shall also tell you the same things by mouth. For it seemed good unto the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon no greater body than this word. You're, you're not reading it. Than this word. Necessary, necessary things. They've, they've asserted their lives for the name of the Lord Jesus. They've given their all. That's a commitment. I think there's an emphasis on commitment in this meeting, right? That's commitment. Look at Paul in Acts 21. Acts 21, verse 10 to 13. Acts 21, verse 10 to 13. Are you there? 
at 21 verse 10 to 13. And we tarried there many days. There came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus, and he was come unto us. He took Paul's girdle and bound his own hands and feet and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this girdle, and shall deliver him to the ends of the Gentiles. Verse 12. And when we heard these things, both we and they of the place besought him to go up to Jerusalem. And Paul answered, What mean ye to weep and break my heart? For I am ready not to go bound alone, but also to die. <laughs> this guy called Paul. He says, See, nothing can stop. If it is that we die in Jerusalem, let it be so. He says, And also to die in Jerusalem for what? For the name of our Lord Jesus. That's a commitment. That's a cost to the cause. It served the Lord both in persecutions and everything. Look at that 20. Look at that 20, verse 22 to 25. That 20, just backtrack a bit. That 20, verse 22 to 25. And now behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me, but none of those things move me, neither can't I my life dear unto myself. So that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus, the testifier of the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that ye among all the people have gone to the kingdom and ye shall see my face no more. Paul was committed, both in death, he made the choice. Despite the revelation that, ah, brother, if you go here, you will die. Just like people will tell you. If you go to that state, there is no jobs there. If you, Paul said, I am bound to go. Bound to go. That's his commitment. Paul made a choice. He made a choice. He said, he said, no, see, he said, none of these things move me. What is your chances you pass it? It did not move me. Whether they count his life dear to himself, so that he might finish his course with joy. So Paul did not count his life as more important than the course of the gospel. So you see, Paul even saw the gospel more important than his own life. That is why he died for the gospel. I remember there was, there was a time I, I read 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy for close to two to three weeks. I was just looking at those books again over and over, doing some historical background to work on those books to see how Paul wrote to Timothy and everything. And I saw that in 2 Timothy, very unique book. Paul was very direct to Timothy. Paul even told him, you read in 2 Timothy 1, he says, he says, don't be ashamed of me, a fellow prisoner. <laughs> you know why? Because Timothy was already scared of Paul. Scared in what aspect? The already, it's just like saying, Abraham now, they marked him in this whole Indiana. Abraham, is a book for the gospel. So they bound him. So if you if you know Abraham, we will kill you. Timothy said, Oh me. Do I even know Paul? Who is Paul to me? Paul now wrote a letter. I said, Paul, the way Paul writes amazes me. I've been looking at the epistles of Paul so strong these days. And he looked at it, he wrote to Timothy. He first gave Timothy his background. He said, he first reminded him of his joy. I've known of your faith, which was in your 
mother. In case you don't know, your grandmother, Liz, he gave him his history. He now said, your mother, Eunice, he now said, even as that as I have laid on him. In First Timothy, he only said, as that was laid by the perish. Right? First Timothy 4, verse 14, is everything. He says, um, do not forget the things that... In Second Timothy, one sees, he says, tear up the gift of God, which was put to thee by the labor of my own hands. He now said, personalizing everything. <laughs> he now says, be not there therefore ashamed of me. <laughs> He's prisoner. So he said, you cannot try. We are in this together. <laughs> Where are you running for to? <laughs> I am a prisoner, you two you are a prisoner. Even as I tell you, do fast to come quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know that? Ah, let me show you. Like, go to Second Timothy. This is not my message, oh boy. Let's see. Look at something. He said, look at Second Timothy. Said, see, look at Second Timothy 4, verse 9. Second Timothy 4, verse 9. He told him twice. 2 Timothy 4, verse 9. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. In verse 21, he says, Do thy diligence to come before winter. Fast. I might die soon. Quickly come and associate. <laughs> he told him twice. Be fast. Come. He even told him things to bring. Why coming? <laughs> so that he will not have an excuse not to come. Look at 2 Timothy 1 verse 8. It says, Be thou therefore ashamed of the be that therefore, be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner. You can't be ashamed of me. I taught you the gospel. You can't. It says, But be therefore partaker of the afflictions of the gospel. That's a commitment. He said, You. What? He gave him his background. Look at it now. He gave him his background. See, 2 Timothy 1. He says, when I call to remembrance, your faith, faith, which that is in thee, which, which first dwelt forth in your grandmother, Louis, in case you don't know, he told him, he told him the history of his salvation. He now says, on the mother, Eunice, and I'm persuaded that he's in thee also. Wherefore, remember, to stir up the gifts of God, which is in thee, by the putting on of my hands. He told him, see, guy, <laughs> I lay hands on you. That's why you're effective in ministry. You don't have to be ashamed of where are you going? We die <laughs> Paul's life was committed to him. And I did research. I did that history. I, I, I kind of did some historical research. And I found out that Timothy died for the same cause Paul died. That was a good followership. The same way Paul died, where they hanged him and killed him for persecuting and everything, that was almost the same way he died too. They persecuted him, they chased him for preaching the gospel. That's a cost. You know, Paul said everyone left him. He was reading Second Timothy 4. He said, everyone left. He said, only Luke is with me. He says, Demas forsook me. <laughs> he was telling Timothy, he said, see, it's you. I have you. Luke too. You people. But you quickly come fast. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Anyway, let's get back to this. Says, so there is a cost, right? There is. Everyone has a choice. Everyone has a choice. So you must count your life. Paul counted his life much more 
Paul counted his life much more of a greater importance. Or, no, he counted the gospel much more of his greater importance than his life. So that shows to us you today, there is a cost to ministry. There is a cost to the service. There is a cost to consecration. There is a cost to that your decision. You, you made a commitment this morning, right? To pray, to fast, to follow, to give yourself to the leadings of the Spirit. You made those commitments. There is a cost to it. Right? There is. To cost you your sleepless night. I used to tell many of you, I said, one of the things your commitment to the gospel will cost you immediately in sleep. It will cost you that. There is a cost to that. You made some commitment this morning to preach the gospel. There is a cost to it. Remember there was a time, I think last year, we wanted to pray, I think about six hours, rain fell. They were thinking, we would just say, brethren, let's just go. Let's just round up the prayer and just say, hallelujah, wow, rain has fallen. They were expecting, you know, when we are fast, give the announcement, let's go. <laughs> I just said, all right. Also, put on my own service. Just says, they thought it's a joke. All of them were still looking like they were opening the Bible slowly, sluggishly, like ah, I give this announcement. Can't you see the weather? And we were praying in the field. Can't you see the weather? I just said, all right, praise God. Let's let, now let's pray. And I entered the room. Ha! One hour, we are there. After one hour, everybody entered. <laughs> All of them say, I need people. They are here. They are, they are, they are, they are bending their faces. <laughs> All of them say, I need people. After they saw that, let's say we're not going anywhere. And that's the next Ah! Only one! Ah! They say, <laughs> They knew that we die here. <laughs> All of them just have to <laughs> We have planned to pray. The rain will not stop it. Are you getting me? We won't close the. We won't say, oh, let's go because of rain. Hey, rain. This, the rain in this country is not rain now. I'm rain. Just some of you that came from Nigeria, you know how rain beats you. You know, it's serious flogging. It's not. <laughs> I remember in secondary school those days. You, when you bring D with you, you can spread your books. And put it on fire, you want generator of fire. Right? The rain has dealt with you. I'm going to flog you before you fail sick. <laughs> ah, it also, for me, as rain beats me like this, sickness straight. <laughs> There's no remedy. My, I used to catch the malaria sharp. <laughs> I mean, I used to be I used to be kind of a sick lad before. So once the thing just touched me like this, bam, ah, another two weeks. Another two weeks down. <laughs> So we are experienced in the rain. Are you getting me? <laughs> so there's a cost to it. I remember there was a time we were having outreach. We planned to have outreach. The weather now got so cold. So many of them say, ah, can't you check the weather? They were scared to actually say it. But they just looking like, ah, we can make it a prayer meeting. It's all right, we're going to outreach. We are planned to go on outreach, regardless of the weather. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, they came back with cold skin. Ah, I will praise God. Do you want to believe the gospel? 
We have planned to preach. Nothing should change it. The gold, the rain, we died here. That is a commitment. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are you getting what I'm saying? Just like certain times we plant or fast, they will not be food. They will have a sign. It's food on Sunday. So, we have planned to fast. Please go. There is a commitment to your, to your decision. There is a cost to it. You have to let to count the cost. You have to. You can't be a Christian that you, you are not persuaded. You, no, don't do that. Have something you stick with and stay with it. Have something you stick with and stay with it. You see in the epistles too, so, before we get to the epistles, your choice of obedience to the Lord's will is dependent on your consecration. As you obey God, consecrate yourself much more to the Lord's will. It's consecration. Consecrate yourself to the work of the ministry. In the epistles, we'll see that there were certain examples given to us there and we will look majorly at certain things, and probably we'll just see how we'll have a close on this. <clears throat> you know, when you're being discipled and you're being taught the gospel, you have the ability to stand at the same office as the one who taught you. And there were certain consecrations we could find in the life of the apostles in the epistles, their lifestyles, their choices. The things they did, there are certain things to follow after. Especially Paul. Paul was one major person who, who gave himself much more to the cost of the work. Paul carried out the work of the ministry, laid aside many things. We want to read 1 Corinthians 9. Are you there? First Corinthians 9. Are you there? First Corinthians 9. Let's, let's read it together. I want everybody, let's, let's, I want us to follow carefully. I think I've thought of this before, right? All right, First Corinthians 9. Am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? If I be not an apostle unto others, yet doubtless am I not to you for the seal of my apostleship, and ye, the Lord, my answers, my answers to them, to do the to examine is this. Have we not power to eat and drink? Have we not power? You see, this he was he was telling them is the things he has laid back. Say, see, see, have we not power to eat to drink? Have we not power to lead about a sister, a wife, as well as our apostle, our beloved brother, Kephas? Kephas means Peter, he's talking about Peter here. Or hi, only and Barnabas have not the power to forbear walking. Have you seen certain things? Says who go out the warfare? I'm going to explain all of these things very soon. Says who go out the warfare at any time, had his own charges, who planted a vineyard and eateth not the fruit there, and who feedeth the flock and eateth not the meat of his flock, seeth these things as a man, or seeth not the law, the same also, for it is written in the law of Moses, thou shalt not muzzle the horse, thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the horse that treadeth the corn. 
Doth God take care of the oxen, or seeth he hot together for our sakes? For no doubt this is written, and he that plows should plow in hope, and he that treasures in hope should be a palika of this hope. If we sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing that we should reap your kind of thing? Verse 12. If others be partakers of this power over you, are ye not rather? Rather, nevertheless, we have not used this power, but suffer all these things, lest we should hinder the gospel. Do ye not know that they which minister about holy things leave of the things of the temple, and they which are wait in the author are partakers with the author, even so the Lord ordained that they should preach the gospel, should leave off the gospel. But I have not but I have used none of these things, neither have I written these things, that it should be so done unto me, for it be better for me to die than any man should make my glory more. For I preach the gospel and have nothing the glory of the necessities laid upon me, and woe is me if I preach not the gospel verse seventeen. <clears throat> For if I do those things willingly, I am a reward. For if it is against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed to me. What is my reward? Verily that, may, when I preach the gospel, I may make known the gospel of Christ without charge, that I abuse not my power in the gospel. For though I have been free from all men, yet have I made myself a servant unto all, that I might gain them all. And unto the Jews I became a Jew. Look at all the, this stuff this guy went through. All the, unto the Jews I became a Jew, and that I might gain the Jews and them that are under the law. And as unto the law I gained them that are under the law. And to them that are without the law, and with, to them that are without the law as without the law, being not without the law to God, but under the law of Christ, that I might gain them that are without the law. For the weak I became as weak, that I might gain the weak, that I made all things to all men. I might by all means save some. These are do for the gospel's sake, that I might be a partaker thereof with you, knowing not that they which run in the race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that he may obtain, and every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain the corruptible crown, but we are incorruptible. For I therefore so run, not as I'm certainly so fight high. Not as the one that beateth the hair, and I keep my body and bring it unto subjection, lest by enemies, when I preach to others, I myself become a castaway. So, one thing Paul was doing in this place, in the work of the ministry, <clears throat> was that there were certain rights and privileges he had that he put aside for the gospel. One thing we will see in this chapter is that there were certain rights and privileges he put aside for the cause of the gospel. Now, let's see. One want to take some few verses and just explain them. Look at verse 5 to 6. <clears throat> it says, Have we not power to lead about a sister as well as other apostles and as the brethren, the Lord, and Kephas, or I only and Barnabas, I have not the power to forbear walking. So that shows he was explaining something about his choice to stay on marriage, or on marriage, sorry, and to engage in secular work. So he decided to stay on marriage and pick a secular work to do those work so that it can further the course of the ministry. That's a cost. So have you seen how he sat down to count his own cost? He told himself, okay, marriage is not, marriage will not allow me to do the gospel work. I'm not saying it will not for everybody. That is 
false cause. <laughs> I would say, ah, me, in this life, <laughs> I'm, I shall mind. <laughs> you know, one of the trending programs, if you, want to, if you want to blow in ministry, just go on YouTube and sit down. Have Easter. No, we can't do this thing. I used to tell this guy, say, if you want to blow in this ministry thing, you just create a YouTube channel. I give them several ideas. Let me give you one in case you want to try it. But if you try it, Holy Ghost Fire will catch you. <laughs> I said, you just sit down. You just say, mystery of the 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. Just be doing your meetings 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. Hala, inshallah, people will come. The views we have, you don't wonder, wow, the world is working. <laughs> or, you know, if we said this meeting now, we're going to do praise jam. And we are jamming 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. This place, will, this hall will be full. And we just want to worship the Lord. Dance away our sorrows. Forsake it at his throne. 2 a.m. There is a mystery in praising God at the midnight. <laughs> David danced before the Lord. Brethren, when are you going to dance? We will not title the program, When Are You Going to Dance? <laughs> this OIUPI will not contain us. <laughs> this lecture will not contain us. I'm telling you. 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. That was you with your leg was spinning yesterday. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> the one that you lift your hands for one hour, you, you say, Oh Lord, I'm just worshiping you. But when we say lift your hands, let's worship, let's sing, I love you, Lord. I didn't even know the song. <laughs> then, I was telling, was it here where I was telling? I said, you want to start a YouTube channel now? I said, I have one idea for starting a YouTube channel. Should I tell you? Do you want to hear it? I said, the starting the YouTube channel will just be the behind the scenes of a preacher's life. No, nobody has started that before. Ah! We have wisdom. It did. <laughs> this thing did. Behind, behind the scene of a preacher's life, like maybe the preparation to this meeting, we will, have, we will record it, we will show you. How to prepare a sermon, we will prepare a sermon, we will now zoom the note, say, Brethren, I'm preparing my sermon, I'm looking at the scriptures. <laughs> I'm just taking my path now, preparing the service. We will now do like five seconds of the service where you now preach. As the cover, as the ending of the video. Or the suit I'm wearing, how to package your suit. Then you have to smell nice for your, for your audience. You can buy this cologne. <laughs> The gospel was <laughs> ah, yeah, you know, brethren, you know, as a minister of the gospel, you can't be eating too much. Just two meals per day. It keeps you on the spirit. You, you know, your spirit. Your YouTube video will just be behind the scenes of a preacher's life. Ah! YouTube go with comedy. One month, you will receive a plaque. <laughs> because no one, I don't think anybody has done that. People have done it. 
Behind the scene of a picture, like, ha, you could watch you too. Really? We have ideas, you know. There's ways we can use to spread the gospel, honestly. There are ways. Just imagine, you just say, guys, we don't want to pray again. We just want to put the water. Just want to spread, spread. We just change our names too. Um, let's look for one. No, young kids is everybody's young. There's youth alive. But are they really alive? <laughs> Let's go back to this. <laughs> Let's go back to this. All right. Paul had a choice, right? In verse 5 to 6. His whole commitment was he chose not to marry, but to keep working hard so that he can further strengthen and do the work of the ministry. Look at verse 7 to 11. Let's see another commitment he made. Who goeth to warfare every time at his own charges? Who planted a vineyard and eateth not of the fruits thereof? Who feedeth the flock and eateth not of the meek of the flock? Seeth these things as a man, or seeth not the law same also? For it is written <clears throat> in the law of Moses, Thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out of the corn, for God takes care of the oxen, or seeth it altogether for our sakes. For no doubt this is written that he that ploweth should plow in hope. And he that treasured in hope should be a partaker of this hope. If I have sown unto you spiritual things, it's great, I will reap your kind of things. So he was explaining that the preach the gospel, the preacher of the gospel has the right to be supported by those who receive their ministry. He was to be supported by those who receive their ministry. In verse 12, he now got more specific about the things he did. Look at verse 12, he got more specific about the things he did. He got more specific about the things he did and allowed for the sake of the gospel. He says, if others be partakers of these things, verse 12, if others be partakers of this power over you, that is, other people in those times, we are doing the same things. And I says, are we not rather? Nevertheless, we have not used this power, but suffer all things, lest we should hinder the gospel. So, he suffered, he allowed things so that the gospel will not be hindered. So that shows he had the power to request money from them because I've taught you the gospel, but he chose to walk. He chose to walk so that he doesn't live off their money. That's a commitment. That's a cost. Look at verse 15. Verse 15. <clears throat> it says, but I've, but I've used none of those things Neither have I written these things, that it should be so done unto me. For it it be, uh, if it were better for me to die, than to make any man my glory in void. He applied how he did not hold his right in the gospel. He didn't hold it back. Look at verse 16. For though I preach the gospel, and I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is me if I preach not the gospel. So that means Paul placed himself under a compulsion to preach the gospel. He placed himself under a compulsion to preach the gospel. He count, to the point that he, he counted himself cost. If he didn't, that word woe is me means cost is me. He placed an oath, a demand. Can you do such a thing today? I say cost is me if I don't preach. You say, eh? Ah, 
<laughs> let's be let's be let's be fearing God though. <laughs> Paul did the same thing. Look at verse 17. For I do these things willingly. He re-emphasized that seal. Nobody told me, but this is willing. This is what I've chosen with my life. For I do these things willingly. I have a reward. But if it be against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed to me. He emphasized the dispensation, the ministry that was committed to him. Come from verse 19. For though I have a free from all men, yet I be made myself a servant unto all, that I may gain them all. And the Jews have become a Jew. So look at look at certain things he did. To the Jews I became a Jew, to them that are under the law, and as under the law, I might gain them that are under the law. To them that are without the law, as without the law, and not without the law to God, but under the law of Christ, that I might gain them that are without the law. To the weak I became was weak, that I might gain the weak, that all things and all men. So you see certain things this guy did for the gospel. He explained that he became, he, be, he suddenly became a Jew. One thing we need to do too is to adapt into the society we are in. Blame with those. Don't call me as a, me and Nigerian, I'm African. No, no, no. Don't do that. How would you reach them? How would you reach them? Who they are? Me. I'm a strong Nigerian. We don't, we don't, calm down. You are not dead. Go, go back home. There's this, there's this saying that you go hard or you go. <laughs> so they're not in Africa anymore. And before some certain wicked people say I don't mention their country. You're not in Cameroon anymore. <laughs> you are in because ah, my, my neck will be caught after this summit. <laughs> say, so it's only the genius I mentioned. I don't mention name who did I mention name? But they know themselves. They are sitting in this corner too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the Jews are becoming Jew. To so the Gentiles are becoming Gentile. And um, that by all means are I say so. So they became everything. Don't say, ha, oh, me and my only No, I just blend, learn their language, learn their culture, learn their societies. Learn how to interact. There are certain things I did. I try to learn how to interact with certain people. What is their major highlight of conversations with the white, with the black, with the Hispanic? Learn those things. What is those interests? Study those things. Do research. What are their interests? We are not in our home again. We are now missionaries. Are you getting what I'm saying? We are now missionaries. Now we must blend in to adjust. How would you reach a white? You need to know it. What are the conversation starters? What are their things of interest? A black and a Hispanic. Those things, what are their conversations? Learn it. Do research. Many of the times I'm doing research, checking, okay, asking questions. As you are meeting them at work, you're asking questions. Oh, this is what they're talking about. This is what they you're learning their lifestyle. Because those are the people you are sent to reach out to. You're a man on the mission. Those are those God sent you to reach out to. He didn't send you to gather a bunch of Africans. No. I expect that from those meetings, you'll be having disciples, multicultural guys around you, multi-ethnic. Do you believe that? Hispanic, Latinos, whites, blacks, all races. 
Are you still telling my wife? I said, watch it. A few years to come, we're going to, we're going to be so strong on the gospel that see, even pastors will be quiet. <laughs> Do you believe that? Those ones who they have tattooed their head, they will be ushers. Amen. Preaching the gospel. That their head tattooed. Those ones that knows they've translated themselves will be corrected by the power of God. Amen. In the name of Jesus. We will reach there. Don't worry. Power here. What day? Let's just pray. Share his powers to heal it. We heal it. How do you get to what I'm saying? This, we're going to reach all these ones. You not to lean to lean. No, you know, there's a way you can see some people. They, this one is not. This one can't be disciple. <laughs> I remember a brother reached out to. Richard, a brother reached out to some of these old less guys and everything. I, I knew in his heart he was discouraged. I knew. <laughs> I knew. The guy told me that, you she doesn't really have a house. She's homeless. The way he was saying it, he was saying it with no hope. <laughs> I know you guys know the brother. <laughs> I had to test you as a guy. That's his soul. Ensure that this, if this soul drop, you are in trouble. <laughs> he said, ah, like I need my <laughs> So you are planning on the follow-up pack again. <laughs> I knew. He was... We're going to, see, see, I trust God. We will have a house to ask these guys. Amen. <laughs> Would change, correct the moral atmosphere, correct things, and change things by the power of the gospel. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Don't worry. This nation, this America, <laughs> it is in for us. <laughs> it's for our taking. Yes, sir. The devil will not have it. Yes, sir. This is not America. Ah! <laughs> the devil will not have this nation. It was a nation built on God, right? Their logo is still in God in trust. But does it look like it? We are collecting it back. <laughs> we are going to change it back. How many of you are ready for this? We say fight, right? We say war. We are ready. Wherever you are, your state, your places, we are going to fight. We are going to correct it back. We are collecting it from immoral, the devilish. All those people that say, I'm not an atheist. You know, there's some self acclaimed atheists these days. There's one atheist I met on Twitter. This guy said, I'm an atheist. I said, why? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they don't, they don't really have. Uh, see, when you meet strong is, you will know that uh, this one come. But all those <laughs> young, they just Google. <laughs> they just Google. Is God real? <laughs> they read it so I don't think God is real. He said, yeah, I'm an atheist. <laughs> That's all the guy did. I, he said he had been in church since 2005. I think I He said, but he left church then. I said, why? He said, I mean, I studied more. <laughs> I remember the story where the guy shared the one guy. He said, he met one guy on, on, uh, and he was addressing the guy on, on something. He said, he has been an atheist for the past three years and everything. He said, okay. Remember the guy asked him, I said, all right, did you go to school? Say yes. You spent four years in university? Say yes. What was your, what was your grade? The guy said two two. <laughs> you, you came out with second class law, and you have finished studying. That God does not exist. Go and study again. <laughs> yeah, 
don't know. <laughs> but we'll change it, right? We're going to change it. <laughs> We're going to correct things in this nation. Porn stars, drug addicts, cocaine, smokers, chain smokers. We are going to break them by the power of God's spirit. In the name of Jesus. Amen. This land is for us. How many of you believe that? It's for us. Maryland, Texas, Oklahoma, Tennessee. It's for us. Indiana, New York. It's for us. We are going to take it by the power of God's spirit. And power day. Right? Power day. Power day. Power day. Hallelujah. So, you see in verse 27, it says, I keep my body under subjection, lest by enemies I preach to others that I myself should be a castaway. I keep my body. Therefore, it was referring to he laid aside certain things and allowed it for the sake of the gospel. Cast away means disqualified from a price. It means disqualified from a price, from a reward. And it was used in tandem to verse 25 to 27. If you read it well, verse 25 to 27. And um, where it says, uh, it says uh, look at it where it says a race in verse 20. Let's see. Let's see verse 20. Where does it race now? In verse... Uh, uh, 24. It says, Know ye not that they which run in a race, run all, but the one which received the prize, so run that ye may obtain. And that race says to run to receive a prize. A prize. A fight. Paul called the ministry a fight. You know, ministry is warfare. How I many of you know? This is warfare. It's a fight. You're fighting with the powers of darkness. The kingdom of darkness. You know, as you are getting men saved, believe in the gospel, you are destroying the kingdom of darkness. Hope you know. Getting men filled with the Holy Ghost, you are destroying ignorance. So Paul was addressing the reward of ministry and service for the sake of the gospel. Look at 2 Corinthians 11, 23 to 23. 2 Corinthians 11. 1 Corinthians 11. Are you there? 23. One have another long week. 23. Are they ministers of Christ? I think I, I have a message on this. <laughs> we ministers, right? Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In labors, more abundant in stripes, more above measures in prisons, more frequent in death often. Of the Jews, five times I receive 40 stripes, save one. <laughs> wow. What a, what a guy. Thrice I was beaten with rod. Wow. You know, how many of you have they beaten you for the gospel? Before? They beat you. Wow, interesting. That's beautiful. So I say, me. me they, they beat me, I will beat my own back. <laughs> <laughs> you touch me by mistake, you die by correction. <laughs> Thrice I was beaten with rod. Once I was stoned, how many of you have been stoned before? Nobody? Ha, God, please, Father Lord, I pray for everyone here that you will be stoned for the gospel. No one said amen. amen. Ah, even the amen, you know, reach your mind. 
How many of you police has chased you away for preaching before? I know, I know most of you have done. I know most of you have done. <laughs> people have threatened you and say, don't come around this my mom. <laughs> if you step on this place, I will shoot. <laughs> you know what you it's just it's just a grass now. They say, no, it's not just a grass. It's my mom. I spent ten. Ah, sir, calm down. <laughs> That's how to you. <laughs> eh? They chased you away. Not with God. I mean, they told you to go. I love you. You're preaching before your woman. And they come and harass you. Me. <laughs> that was the regular thing. Right? You did not offend. Those AT&T people are standing. Doing their way. They've not chased them away. Have you seen that ministry is fight? People are dear, telling you, um, are you? <laughs> what's your What's your connection? Comcast is asking you, are you? you do you Do you know you can get thirty five dollar free Wi-Fi? You know, hey, wow, you know that's packaging too. That's gospel. They are preaching to you too. <laughs> they did not change those ones. They will. I, I mean, I've done a business. There's nothing we are not doing this one to make money. I've done a business that involved that we should go and be doing those AT and T. I talked to myself. So I will now go and stand there and be saying, hey brother, um, <laughs> come and join me, come and buy. And I have not done that for God. I say I'm not coming again. <laughs> they do not, they don't take approval from, from those guys. They don't take approval from the store. They just walk to the store and stand. Just the same way you do you walk. Everybody is a passerby king. Everybody is looking for, for souls. To their AT&T program, you too, you have to fish for souls. So, take the courage and go there again. <laughs> Are you getting me? The IS they will chase you. The IS they will, they will report you to police and say, they will blackmail you and say, no enter this world. Those, till they reach there, don't stop. Till they put you on the blacklist and say, not permitted to this stop again. Uh-huh. Then, you start feeling, that's when you start feeling I started. <laughs> ah, at least Paul's, Paul's picture was everywhere now. Thou shalt not attend to Paul. Paul now became, Paul had to stay in house arrest for two years. And the house arrest, Baba was still preaching. <laughs> ah, the guy could not stop. If they were he couldn't stop. Till they put that, say, in Janapolis, we don't want to see this person in this state again. Don't stop. So they chase you from this store, enter Kroger. <laughs> they chase you from Walmart, enter Kroger. <laughs> they chase you from Walmart, go to Audi. They chase you from go to Myers. Just go, keep going. Until they put you as blacklist. They, that's the... <laughs> there was a time I was preaching, there was a time I was preaching someone. So we did not this more. And the guy has been seeing my face consistently like, I've been coming. So one time I now came to get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this guy again. He was pushing cat, he dropped it, he just moved it. <laughs> he knew that <laughs> this guy has come again to disturb me because he promised me that he was coming to church. He collected flyer, he did, he, once he did not give me his number, he would try, he tried, he did not give me. But he said, ah, I, I got you, bro. I got you, bro. I got you, bro. I, I got a big deal, son. 
said, ah, okay, no problem. <laughs> he said, okay, no problem. So he now saw me. Honestly, I wasn't, I wasn't even going to preach. <laughs> I didn't even have the intention. He just cited me. Ah, the guy of You know, there are so many things that I, I, I see, honestly, right? Preaching the God is really funny. It's, it's such an adventure. You need to get so involved in, evangel- in our churches. It's such an adventurous journey. God is not going to this different kind of personality that will make you laugh. <laughs> another, another kind of, another kind of doctrine. <laughs> That's how I met some people one time. Here in this campus, I was on my own, gently, God knows I wasn't even trying to. I think I was even praying or meditating that day. I just, I was on my own. They just walk up to me and say, Do you know this Jesus the mother? <laughs> I dropped my bag. I said, Let's sit down. <laughs> we need to have this discussion with <laughs> They said, Do you know this something called Jesus the mother? I said, Ah, oh, different, different things. And I said, um, What do you think about it? I said, what do I think? I said, you first finish, finish. He said, you know, look at your narrative. He said, when God said, let us create man in our own image. That us, who do you think he was talking to? He was talking to his wife. Ah! I said, I ah! He said, yeah. It's amazing, right? I said, you did it. I said, you did it. <laughs> That's not better than this incarnation that I did with you guys. <laughs> I said, indeed. And I said, you know, the Bible says the bride, the bride of Christ. I said, so your bride of Christ needs to be what? <laughs> I said, wow. I, I tried. After we finished going back, back and forth, one hour, they said, you know what? Let's have this cover. That's how they do. They will run away. When they see that, you know what you are saying. That's why you need to know the gospel. I know When they say that, they say, let's have this conversation. I said, no, I have time. I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm busy. I'm not free. I'm, I'm not busy. Let's, let's discuss. They said, no, we have to catch up. You will run. <laughs> you have to run. That's <laughs> why I met one guy last week too. It was around the place of my work. He put Jesus. He had, he had a placard. Jesus saves this, and I was like, ah, in my head, I was like, ah, good guy. That day I was even fasting. I was. I thought it was two weeks ago, so I was even fasting. I was, I was not even in the mood. But I just saw that, you know, those type of fast that you are not eating for one day and you are already hungry, thinking that, Lord, I rely on you for strength. <laughs> <laughs> I just, the guy was Jesus is there. I said, I just told you, ah, cool store, well done, this and that. He said, yeah, come, come. <laughs> I, I, I came. <laughs> I came. He said, you know, you have right? He said, yeah. He said, you know, how does Africa think? <laughs> <laughs> he started telling me, the guy started preaching, you know, South Africa, Liberia, he started giving me this dimension of Africa. I said, I asked him, is that part of Jesus' thing that you put? He said, yeah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> I said, movement. <"Well>, <laughs> that day, honestly, I was not even in the mood. He now gave me, he now gave me a card. Say, check this out. I said, I, I was not interested. Huh? That day I didn't have his time. I didn't have energy to talk. I just, I was just dazed. That 
You know, when you are in awe, you put Jesus saying, Jesus heal, as black as you are holding it around. You know, you now came to me and I said, I had to ask him, maybe he was trying to do familiarity of Africa. Is that part of what you put on your body? Yeah. You know, Jesus is a black man. Yeah. I said, ah. That was the first time I was hearing it. No, I've always heard it. My teacher in secondary school used to tell us, just in Africa. I, I used to live in Nigeria. <laughs> I, I didn't have time that time. <laughs> but this one, this, it was so new here, this one. He said, you know, Jesus is a black man. You know, like all this Egypt, all this... Less, uh, ah. I said, all right, we'll see later. <laughs> I knew that. What I was, what I was, because I think I was, I was taking a walk. I needed to rest. And I said, we'll see later. I knew he would still come around. So I was, I'm waiting for the day I'm eating. So I dress him properly. <laughs> that, okay, you know that day you were talking. Let's discuss it. Let's let's revisit that issue. <laughs> let's open that book again. <laughs> you know, this evening you're gonna be going on outreach and we're gonna see God's power working. How many of you believe that? You're gonna see men saved. You're gonna see men responding to the call of the gospel. Praise God. So Paul retreated those things. Let me try and start rounding up now so that we can set ourselves to go. Paul retreated those things and um, he let them know that, see, he says, okay, I was in, oh, thank God, I'm here. And now I'm, I'm back to where I was. Verse 25, thrice was I beaten with rods, once was I stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I've been in the deep. Wow. In journeying often. So can we say he was a missionary like Abraham, right? Isaac, right? How many of you, get, how many of you see where we've been coming from? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jesus, the disciples. In journeying often. We see it in Paul now, right? In journeying often. So that shows as a missionary, as a Christian, you're on a mission, right? You are going from Walmart to Kroger, from Kroger to Mayor, from Mayor to Howdy, from Howdy to everywhere, to DSW, as you are, as you are target. As you are just, it's an avenue, right? You are just going. You have an avenue to go to Kakum for this vacation, avenue to preach, right? Because it means vacation is vacation. Vacation is preaching again. <laughs> in Johnny Novons, in Perus of Water, wow. In Perus of Robbers, he was robbed. In Paris of my own countrymen. Wow. <laughs> that is his own countrymen did him shaggy. They did him trouble. <laughs> in Paris by Heaven. Heaven is Gentiles. Um, idol worshippers. In Paris in the city. That means even in the city, they showed him pepper. In Paris in the wilderness. In Paris in the sea. In Paris among false brethren. Wow. This guy. Paul, I believe there are certain things we might not really understand till we meet him personally. Guy, I believe one of the things I want to ask him when I meet him, how far, how you doing? You know easy now. In weariness, in painfulness, that means you will get tired, you still have to preach. It's not easy. It's a cost. In watching often, in hunger. Guy was hungry. In thirst. 
Now, you see how they, you see how they wrote this? So that means there are times he couldn't feed himself, right? Now, the next thing they did in fasting often, they didn't say hunger and thirst as fasting, no. So that means there were just times he wasn't feeding and eating. He didn't probably didn't have the money. Maybe he was in the wilderness. Maybe he was in the sea, you know. It's not like today where you just take a plane. Those times, the, I, I did, I, I kind of watched some documentaries and did research on their, those journeys. So journeys would take 14 days just on water. I, I, I did some research on, I mean, that night you were there now, when I was doing those, studying those things. And I was, I was watching how they walk. Many times when they say they move from Lystra to this, it can take two days journey. And they're just walking and they're in the bush path. So that means they are just committed to the work. They're just committed to the work. So that's why they separated that same thing in, as in hunger and thirst. So it's not hunger and say probably he was fasting, that's why he was hungry. No. They now put it there for you in fasting often. So it lived a fasting life. In cold, those times, in those regions where they were, it was a cold city. It's only that those in Texas don't understand this. I'm so jealous and pained. Why would some human beings not understand what it means to go through snow? You should relocate. It's not God's plan for your life. <laughs> Why would you stay in such a city? And you people will be part of the people saying, we... we we die with the gospel. No! Me, if, if they want to reward you in judgment, I will say, no! <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> we have son too, yeah. No, it's not. It's not. It's true, it's true. It's true, but they say, see. Even though. Ah. That's why small, small snow beat you people last year. All of, everything, the whole city closed down. Everything was on lockdown, straight. Small, 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 just small shaking. There was no light for one week. We, that tornado is like, is like we are drinking tornado. Small little thing like they just go and hide, go and hide under the basement. Are you a part of the people that are preaching the gospel too? No. Ah. God will judge us separately. Ah. God has to judge us separately. You are enjoying. Ah. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> okay, besides, it says, in fasting in cold and nakedness. It says, besides those things that are without, that which come upon me daily. So, you know, it says, it was beating with world. And see, those beating is not koboko, it's, it's more than it though. I did some, I took a Greek class and I studied those, their whips. It's really painful. It will really bruise you and those bruises will stay. So imagine Paul coming to a congregation and there's blood all over. And he's saying, brother, praise the Lord. And there's blood all over his body. Bandages all around. And he's like, hallelujah. That's a cost. So we've not started. They chase you out to go to another place. Are you getting me? You know, you will stand with those kind of guys. You know, I mean, if you see the way some people are doing outreaches, you you fear. Some people are in the jungle in bush are reaching out. 
guy in America, first the law, McDonald's, it was just in school. <laughs> Only just school. But there are some people who are somewhere, not, they don't even have light. They don't even have their next meal. But they are staying there. I'll show you a story of, I, I normally share the story. Pastor Efe, one of my pastor friends. I mean, he has everything, he has his visa, he has to so not think he left to Nigeria because he's not a paper. He's, he's a citizen. And the Lord sent him to Abuja. Ah, when he told me in 2018 or 2019, I said, ah, <laughs> MOG, did, I said, did you school here? He said, yeah, I went to business school. I said, you graduated? He said, yeah. Ah, I said, and the Lord sent you to Abuja. <laughs> I said, so, Indiana is no. I said, we need the gospel too in Indiana. I said, yeah, but that's where I'm bound to go. <laughs> I said, I thought it was a joke till he showed me the picture of his church. Ha! I said, yeah. <laughs> we just came here for a short vacation and we are going back. <laughs> I mean, we went, to, we went to his house that day and he was telling us the pains of where they go through. Imagine having to train people for, I think, 12 years or 13 years. And all of them left. And he had to start again. No, that, that's when you'll be rethinking, Lord, did you really call me to this? I should just go back. I, I have papers now. I have everything. I have school, business school. Let me not go and think. No, if you finish business school, LIDL will employ you. LIDL is one big company in Indiana. They will employ you straight. And you'll be making money and you'll still be serving the law. But that's a cost. That's a cost. Many a time you tell me, many a time, we still spoke about two weeks ago. He said, oh, God, it's not too easy. The son has dealt with me there. He said, it's a Muslim city. So many a times when you are preaching and an imam gets you or something or something like that, it can be a problem. I said, so are you are doing that? He said, yes, so we are even healing the sick. Blind eyes are opening. I said, and he was so happy saying it. I said, in my head, was, me, what me I was thinking of? <laughs> Guy, I'm in the survive. That's what, that's what I was thinking of straight. I mean, I can be that kind of, sorry. <laughs> but he was so happy doing it. I'm like, if, if he spends close to, if he spends close to two weeks, yeah, this one, his, his body is doing it. He's like, I, I'm going back. Sir, <laughs> calm down. This is still your seat. He said, no. This are not Jesse. I need to go and preach. Ha! Ah, in a way, it's not comfortable. That's his cost. It's not going to be easy. It's not. No, no, it's not. It's not going to be easy. The Bible says the Son of Man, your Lord, didn't have a place to lay his own head. Jesus, that died for you, that you're enjoying his death, <laughs> did he have a place to lay his own head? And he said, you will, you will go through greater... He said, greater works shall you do, right? Have you seen greater works in that last week before? <laughs> he says, greater works shall you do now? So that means greater suffering. <laughs> Glory to God. All right. Philippians 1 verse 21. Philippians 1 verse 21. Philippians 1 verse 21. Philippians 1 verse 21. <clears throat> uh, Philippians has raptured in my Bible. 
Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. How many of you still do that thing when you are looking at uh, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians? Read us on verse 21. <laughs> Look at... Uh, if you read from verse 1 to 20, just to save you time, because we are almost to quickly round up on this. Just to save you time. If you read from verse 1 to 20, Paul introduced himself as the writer and everything. You will see in verse 6, it says, being confident in the name that is... As big, uh, in, in, be confident in the very thing which he has begun, be confident in the very thing that he has begun the good work in you will perform it to the very day of Jesus Christ. So he went pointing out the suffering. So after that, he now started pointing out the sufferings they are going to go through for the sake of the gospel. Verse 9 to 11, he explained and the prayers and everything. And in verse 12, he says, I would that you will understand, brethren, that the things which have happened to me are falling out rather. For what? The forgerance of the gospel. So those problems, those things, is to strengthen you more to do the work. I mean, I have a friend, that over me and knows her. I mean, she actually practically introduced me to him. And when he, advised, when he, when he speaks to me, he will me, man of God, you are strengthened. You know why, why I understand him? He's going through much pain. So I feel like he's praying with, for me, many a time with his pain. <laughs> man of God, you are strengthened. Man of God, you are strengthened. <laughs> it's to strengthen you for the cause of the gospel. For the cause of the gospel. For the forgerance of the gospel. He referred to his bones in verse 13 when he says that my bones in Christ are manifest in places. He says my bones. It implies him being imprisoned. Paul was, Paul, Paul kept entering prisons like, <laughs> I mean, I mean if I've met some, some guys who have always been in prison and I kind, of miss, I kind of miss prison because I don't get to pay bills. I just, I just came out of prison. Some people say, I, I remember, I've heard them say, I kind of like the structure. I mean, I don't get to pay bills, free meals, morning, afternoon, evening, and I sleep. Some people say that. That was Paul's life. Prison was in like water. We have prison and they arrested us. We come back again. <laughs> When he wrote the last letter, Second Timothy is the last letter he wrote. He wrote it in prison. He said, quickly come. I don't think I'm coming out of this one. <laughs> because that was the last letter. He knew. He knew he wouldn't survive down this one. Because the emperor at that time wanted to serialize him. They wanted to use him for barbecue. Like, yeah, the one is enough. <laughs> it's enough. <laughs> That's why Paul told Timothy, come fast. This one, I don't think I can survive this one. <laughs> So prison was like normal, but to you now they arrest you. He said, ah, let's be careful with the gospel. There's a way we can balance things. You don't have to put yourself into too much. How many of you have heard people say such a stupid thing? That's a way. Don't put yourself into too much pressure. Just be calm. Ha. Just take it easy. Is it you that killed Jesus? Is you? Is you that killed Jesus? Your sins killed him. If he didn't have sin, he would die. <laughs> you killed him. So if somebody asks you, now you killed him, say yes, I killed him. <laughs> say even you said you killed him. <laughs> you can even tell him your father killed him. <laughs> so, oh, prison wife was a normal thing for him. 
It let them know that some preach Christ. You read from verse 15, it says, And some preach Christ out of envy, strife, some of will of goodwill. The one preach out of contention, not sincerely opposing to hard afflictions to my bones. Just the poor problem on him. However, I said, Christ must be preached. And that's my rejoicing. That's why you see, the book of Philippians is much of rejoicing, right? But it's rejoicing for the case cause of the gospel. That is, I was persecuted today. Glory. This, how many of you, they slapped you before? That you went to church for too much. They, they, they are doing too much. They, they, they your, they your, maybe your parents want to walk in the place. Where did you come from? Church. Who said this? So, it was normal. It was normal. It was normal. It says, for me to live and to die, it's gain. If you ask one, let's see verse 22 to 29. I'm almost done. <clears throat> it says, but if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet I shall choose not, I shall choose I what not, for I am constrained between two, having a desire to depart, and to be in Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful, and having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you and for all your forgeries of the joy of it, that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Christ Jesus by me coming to you again. Only let your conversation be as that becoming of the gospel. Whether I come unto you, else I be absent and may hear of your affairs. And ye may stand fast in one spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel. And in nothing terrified. I like that statement. In nothing terrified. Nothing should shake you. In nothing terrified, no fear here, by your adversaries, which is by them the everything talking of your perdition, but to you the salvation and that of God. And for unto you is given on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but to suffer for his sake. So Paul was explaining to them that if he lives in the flesh, they are the fruit of the labor. In verse 23, he was explaining to them that his choice to depart and be with Christ is far better but to remain, to, the, to remain with them in the flesh is more needful for them because it's going to preach to them, it's going to get them more committed to the work. He made us choice to abide with them, to continue with them for the forgeries of the joy of the faith. Verse 26, too. We've seen verse 26, that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you. He pointed their rejoicing be abundant. Coming to them again. And he told them, it says, for me to leave is Christ. And it's a choice to remain in the flesh and all of those things. So one of the reasons why you are alive today is to still be for the gospel. I, I, I recently lost a dear friend um, last month. Uh, uh, last month was somebody we still, we still went to Kariska meeting together. We were still sharing the word together. Still talking about the nations and everything. I mean, it didn't pay me because now my experience, it didn't pay me much again. Do you know what, what are the reasons? That one has labored a lot for the gospel. I mean, he's better now. His disciples are happy that he reached them, right? The person that discipled him is my friend. Did you know the matter? This was this, this is such a funny scenario. In 2019, we went to a party, we stormed the party, and instead for us to be having, it was a birthday party, instead for us to be having a birthday party, 
we started discussing about this miracle money issue and everything. We're trying, we're trying to address the scripture. So imagine we use three hours in a birthday to do all of those things. Then we now made the oath on ourselves that day. Now, the person that discipled him or taught him the gospel, brought him to the light of God, was like, ah, he was pained. And I thought you were saying, Muji, I'm experienced. Me to have lost somebody that, <laughs> that I discipled. He was pained. He said, ah. I said, calm down. I said, calm down. Me, I now became a source of strength. <laughs> I said, calm down. Cry, cry away, cry away, but still don't forget your prayer life. <laughs> cry away, but still go and fast. Because he was fasting before. He was on, his, on, it was on a journey of 40 days. He broke it. I said, no, you will return. Quickly return, quickly return. Don't let the devil get you sharp. So, the reason why you are alive is still for the gospel. The reason why you are not dead now is still because of the gospel. It's still because God needs you to further his cause. When you are dead, there's nothing you can do again. And the truth of the matter is one day all of us will all die. Even if you don't like it, it's the truth. But this little time we still have, little time just means 60 years, 7 years, it's little, honestly. 60 years, 70 years, 80 years, 90 years, it's very little. There is so much work to be done. Don't you see that there is so much work to be done in this nation? I don't know if you know that. I don't know if your heart is catching such a thing in this meeting. There is so much work to be done in this nation we are in. So much. So the reason why we are alive, let's count the cost. Let's see to it that we are, we are committed to the work. Hallelujah. Let's see to it that we are committed to the work. Let's see to it that the reason why we are alive is still for the sake of the gospel. The reason why we are alive is still for other spiritual growth. Your spiritual growth and that of others. You are teaching, you are preaching, you are praying, you are committed to raising men, discipling them, living for the purpose of the gospel. And that statement in verse 29, for unto you is given in the, on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. How many of you are ready to suffer for his sake, to give your all to the cause of the ministry, to give yourself for the cause of the gospel? This is what life, this is, this is exactly life. Do you know that you don't have a purpose in life till you found it, till you have it in Christ? Do you know the reason why many people are restless today? The reason why many people are just moving up and down, hoping on and on, because they don't have a purpose in Christ. They won't find the reason for commitment. They won't find the reason for living. Your reason for living, your reason for, 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 for living, for still being alive, opening your eyes, writing notes now, is for the cause or the cause. That's your reason. That's your only reason. That is your purpose in life. Let every other thing be secondary. Your job, your school, your, uh, your, your families. Your, let them be secondary. I'm not saying those things are good. They are, they are, they are perfectly good. Because see, the truth of the matter is, if you don't have a degree in this kind of condition, in this, in this kind of a nation we live in, it will stifle your gospel. Hope you know. People who want to first check, do you have a bachelor's? Go and get one before you talk. So those things are good. People even want to check what kind of family you have. Even if you're not married, sometimes can stifle your gospel in this kind of condition we live in now. Are you getting what I'm saying? So those things are good, but see, place much premium on the gospel. Let there be much emphasis. See it as your life. See that this ministry, I am in this for a long haul. See that I am in this for a long haul. See that you are a long distance runner.
suffered for the sake of the gospel. Taught them the same thing, that they should suffer for him to leave his Christ. So every believer is not just only to believe in Christ. You can't just say, oh, I believe in the gospel. I'm enjoying my salvation. Oh, uh, uh, everything is working well for me. Everything is working for my good every day. And you're just, you're just enjoying it like that. No. No. You also have to suffer for the sake of the gospel. Get yourself preaching. Get yourself dirty. Get yourself busy with the work. There is so much committed to your trust. Every one of you, I'm sure you have, your heart is opening up to a mandate. Your heart is opening up to an assignment. In your cities, in your schools, in your campuses, in your state, wherever you came from, in your counties, your heart is opening up. See to it that you are not restricted. Don't, don't, don't see that, oh, I'm just talking to my few family. No, see your whole county as yours. Right? What if I see that? Your whole county, the whole of Kingsville, the whole of West Lapo, the whole of Tennessee, Clarksville, the whole of everywhere. See to it. Before they said no mention, the whole of Owasso. Before they said no mention. See to it that it is yours. Start, just have the mindset that this is my city. And I'm ready to suffer for the sake of this city. I'm ready to go oh, go out or go home on this one. Are you getting what I'm saying? There's, a, there's something we did in this Indiana. We mapped out, right, guys? We mapped out the counties. We assigned counties to everyone. This is your county. Oh, yeah? Start walking. We are seeing the city as our own. Harvest. Getting messy, getting messy. Feel the only goes, healing the city. That's how we did it. We, had, we mapped out the counties. You undo this place. Five, about five. We, we also, about, was it five? About five different counties. We, our plan is if we can reach a certain plan, we, we pick more again. We are seeing it as our own. We don't care. We want others to do the same thing, right? But we, we are still on the mandate. Don't get carried away with Shabi people are preaching too. No, you be preaching. You be doing it. Don't, don't mind what others are doing. You know what you are doing. Are you getting what I'm saying? See it as yours. Suffer for the sake of the gospel. That's why you believe the gospel. You didn't believe the gospel because you just wanted to go to heaven. No! That's not the reason for believing the gospel. You believe the gospel because he needed you to preach it to someone. You know that heaven is a short thing. As long as you have believed. So that's not a priority. So what is now the major priority of believing the gospel? It was, it's for harvest of souls. To get yourself busy. Everything has already been done in Christ. Rabbi, you have the spirit, you have righteousness, you have everything. Everything is done. You already know that. That's why I'm not teaching about that in this meeting. You already know that. That you have the righteousness of God in Christ, you have everything. You already know that. But the essence of that salvation, of that righteousness in God in Christ Jesus, is for souls. To preach. To suffer for his sake. So, We've seen Abraham, right? He journeyed, right? Let's, let's backtrack a bit. We've seen Abraham, right? We've seen Isaac. We've seen Jacob. We've seen Jesus. We've seen the, the apostles, Peter. We've seen Paul, right? So you see there was a consistency in the whole of the scriptures. 
So now, we'll backtrack to our Second Corinthians, um, Second Timothy 5, as we end now. Second Timothy 5, Second Timothy 3, sorry. Second Timothy 3, let's go back there. Second Timothy 3, it says, let's see it now. It says, as from a child, where we started from, it says, as from a child, that was known the Holy Scriptures, which is able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is a Christ Jesus. And all scriptures, now it's going to make sense now, right? And all scriptures is given by the inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctrine. So now that means you have the scriptures for, for teaching, right? We explained that for teaching, right? The scriptures is given for you for reproof, for correction and panopus is restoring things to order, for instruction in righteousness, padia, that is correcting and admonishing you. So now you know what to do now, right? And it now says that the man of God, remember perfect and totally furnished, is that you? Is that you? Now, so we've seen the scriptures. And we've seen that. So there is a cost to the call. There is a cost to the cause. Don't forget, we are looking at the cost of the cause. There is a cost to it. Consecration in ministry is for you to place an higher demand, higher priority on the gospel. You and I need to choose to obey the Lord. You need to choose to obey the Lord. You need to choose to obey the Lord. You need to choose to place an higher demand on the ministry. Higher demand. Place an higher demand on family, career, relationships. Place higher demands on those things. Pleasure, comfort. Place higher demands on them. I know you like comfort. Everyone do, does. I do too. But see, if you saw the precedence, Abraham did it. Abraham was enjoying his comfort. But it's as though God didn't want him to enjoy it. Jacob was as he was. But it was as though the cost or the call of ministry interrupted transcendent things. I believe there's something I will share yesterday as touching the call of ministry. It interrupted certain things. Jesus, too, it didn't look like somebody who came to this world to enjoy it. Look at Paul, we read it in fastings of the periods, in all of those days, in journeys. Look at Peter. Look at the interruption of their comfort. So if you see yourself getting too comfortable, something is so wrong somewhere. Get yourself busy. You're not busy preaching, you're not busy winning souls, you're not busy getting men filled with the Holy Ghost, you're not busy healing the sick. Something is wrong. There is a consecration you need to do. That decision to please the gospel above harder pursuits is how your consecration to the Lord is practiced. That decision to please the cause or the call of the gospel above every other thing is your commitment. Is the cost of the cause. I want you to pray for yourself this evening. I want you to pray for yourself. What commitment have you made? Do you have a cause you are living for? Do you have something you are living for you can die for? Have you found purpose? Are you still a believer who wants to enjoy comfort? I want you to make Sunday consecrations to the Lord this evening. Be in your faith and assurance. Be your feet on this Commit.
to yourself, your heart, your life, to the cause of the ministry. Committed, preaching forever, ministry forever, serving the Lord forever, preaching the gospel forever, making decisions for the Lord forever, getting men saved forever. Commit yourself now. Commit yourself now. Commit yourself now. Lift your voice and pray. Do you have a cause you are living for and you can die for? Do you have a cause that is worthy of it? You have a part assignment on the earth. Lift your voice and let's pray. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. <laughs>